Welcome to Return to Oswald. Uh, I'm Derek. As always, I'm joined by Scar and Brandon. Brandon, how are you doing today? I'm great. That's right. My man McManus is back. It's party time. I'm excellent. Well, actually, he's back, but he's not back where he should be. He's back. Um, I'm glad he's. I thought he was off the show. I saw that balding white man walk in the door, and I was excited. I mean, the nigga came in and immediately apologized for singing "Camp Town Ladies." Yeah. He was going through it, man. He was going through. He was, he was going like, through a tough time. He was like, "Yeah." He recognized his mistakes. That's all you can ask for. What happened was right. He was like, "Yo, I'm back from whatever place Gar said he had left for." Can y'all write it into where I apologize for singing the Camp Town Ladies sing this song, a doodar? He came back, man, and I'm like, yes. And I, I have a prediction that I don't think is going to come true. But my prediction is something happens to the governor and Black Warden becomes governor and McManus becomes warden. That's my prediction. Well, I can Book see... It. I can definitely well we'll we'll get to a scar. How are you doing today? Man, I'm great, man. I I enjoyed the episode. It it didn't really it's more like a connector. It's, yeah, it's more like a connecting piece. But you know, some of the things that I know that are that is gonna connect to is like all right, cool. But like we got to see motherfucking dirty D up in this bitch. Right. Low That's down the thing. and dirty, man. You know what I'm about. That was because I'm low down dirty. That was that's that was the best song in motherfucking Pootie Tang, though. Every time he showed up, I was like, oh yeah, it's all. Well, I mean, that was a good song, but you can't forget about the iconic. <laughs> yeah. That's the man from my favorite one of my favorite shows before Kevin I found out Kevin Spacey was House of a Cars. horrible, a horrible human being. I never finished the show. Although <laughs> I may finish the show because I just somebody just told me that he's not in the last season. They took him out. No, yeah, they yeah, did. Yeah, they completely took him out. Uh, Jenny, Jenny is basically running the show. Yeah, oh, she is. I stopped watching because I thought I'm not watching this season with him. But if he's out, I think I can watch it. I feel. But right I mean, that. the I thing is, you, you got to get through like a season with. Him. I, I I still have to get through one more season with him in it. Before I could get to where it's just Jenny, I couldn't get through the first season. Like the the idea of him um having sex with that girl who looked like a little boy, like it just bothered the shit out of me. Like I just couldn't get like the 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 was it the reporter chick or whatever? It's been a long time since I tried to watch this. Was was she? I don't remember. Was she? I remember the one who didn't she end up getting pushed on the tracks? Oh yeah. Yeah. She just she just looked like she just looked like her body her body shape was like a little boy. And I, just, I forgot. I could I not get past that. But, but now it makes sense in a way. But at the time, I just could not get over the fact that this lady looked like a little boy. I forgot that he pushed her on the tracks. Yeah, I remember that part vividly. That was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in the show. I forgot. I mean, that whole thing was just so, it was, okay. Yeah, when that happened, I was like, all right, how's he going to talk about this? And then, of course, he did. But I know we got sidetracked, but that man showed up in this episode. Fred, the ribs man, showed up in this episode with a whole Jerry Curl effort. No, he showed up like he did when he, look, 
I'm going to say this one more time. HBO loves its alums and it does yes. not let go of them easily because he stepped onto this scene and then stepped off of this scene and stepped right onto the corner and then stepped off the corner and stepped right into the wire. Exactly. And then, and, I mean, and like, then he was dirty D. <laughs> Along with Bodie. Yes. <laughs> and then after that, he went to the House of Cards. But you know Ray Kathy's a motherfucking man. I don't care what nobody says. Rest in peace to my man. Rest in peace to a real one. What's up, Brandon? Oh, no. I just, I, I totally forgot that he was in the wire. Yep. He was uh, Carcetti's, uh Yeah. Uh, I remember campaign now. manager and told that white man, I, I didn't vote for you. You white. <laughs> <laughs> Your own campaign manager ain't voting for you. I voted for the other guy. Rest in peace to a real one. I've also never seen the corner. I never I, seen. I've, I've never seen the corner, but I, I've, I have seen the wire. Did the corner come out before or after the wire? Before, before. and yeah. um, I think it's on HBO Max because it's a miniseries. Um, it's like six episodes. It's really good. Like I bought it for my mom. Like how how crazy is that? I bought the corner for my mom for Mother's Day. Oh, look, uh, Candy Alexander's in it. Like six years ago. We just had this conversation. Yes, we did. And then we I did. took it back and I gave yes. it, I, I I took it and now it's sitting on my shelf. We just um, had this conversation a couple of episodes ago because I was talking about, um, he has some, um, some black all-stars in it. Yeah, and I was telling you about, you know, how I love the corner. So check yeah, it out like, if like you can. TK, it's on, it's, it's, it's it's on HBO. It was actually we talked about when we talked about um, Rock being on this show. Oh yeah, Rock. Because we, we talked about Rock's progression to the corner, and we talked about it with um, Clark Peters. His yes, his and how his he became Fat Kurt in the corner, and how it's a progression one, two, three, and then also uh, Mobe from here to the corner and then to the wire. It's like a three-step process. I'm shocked that fucking Bodie didn't end up on the and corner. Then, and then in the future, because, you know, he is a plane in, like, Destiny and shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> but to start this one, um, Schillinger uh, kidnapped Beecher's kids, and, and Beecher know that shit. And everybody, he's, uh-uh, uh-uh. Somebody was like, we think Keller did it. And he was like, Keller didn't do it, because me and Keller are lovers. But his his mama was like <laughs> his mom was like I ain't coming back to visit no more. <laughs> what are you talking? No, actually, she she no she she didn't come back to visit after the initial conversation about the kids and he goes off. Yeah. But when he does the the lover thing was after. Yeah. So um, Schillinger is talking to Hank and he's like, I want you to send the package. And Hank is like, yo, you know, I've stolen a few cars, but this is some ill shit, this kidnapping stuff. And Schillinger was like, I'll pay you double because now he knows how to speak his son's language. And his son was like, all right, cool. Um, the package pretty much was uh, one of Beecher's kids' hands. Um, and you can hear Beecher crying throughout the entire fucking emerald city and that was sad as fuck that shit that shit got me a little bit right a, a little bit like that was guttural cries like i okay so um if y'all know me you know i've written or i do a lot of different podcasts one of which was sin and solace and one of the things that happened in sin and solace i'm not going to spoil it for folks who haven't heard it but mirror this very much so and so i had 
forgotten about this entire part. I don't think I saw this season, like, really. So this hit me. Like, it, it, it punched me dead in my chest. If you're locked up and there's nothing you can do about it, you get your kid's hand in the mail. That's just like, oh, shit, I can't protect them at all. Um, also, before we find out about his kid's hand, he talks to Let's Hib- Les Hibbets, who looks just like Stephen King. Was that Stephen King? No, that was that dude was Buster Keaton. Uh, I think what's his name? It was what's his? his he was a singer. Um, he played. He, he was uh, his singing alias was like Buster Keaton, but he also was the uh, he played in Scrooge. He was the ghost of past. Okay, he looked just like Stephen King, man. That's crazy. Um, let me see. Keller's still talking about how he went to hell when he got shot, and it was hot. It was dark, and hell is hot, and he don't want to go back. Arf, arf! And um, all of this is, I feel it's all just a way for him to force uh, Bust, Sister Buster Poindexter. I said, I said his name wrong. Buster Poindexter. Oh, the hot, hot, hot guy. Yes, that's him. You want my body? I am a hottie screaming hot, hot, hot. Yeah, that's him. Okay. You know, I get him mixed up sometimes with, um, not him. I don't get him mixed up with Robert Palmer at all. But sometimes I get hot, hot, hot mixed up with some like it hot and some jump when the heat is on, which is such a banging ass that's, song. That's all a slap. Until you find out that Robert Palmer stole like 90% of his music from black artists. And no one's surprised because all Robert Palmer's music slaps, dog. Like for real, like he got some, he got some heaters. He got some heat. He got some heat. Like the eighties heat. Like he got some heat, dog. And then you listen to other people's like B sides, and that's when you find out I didn't mean to turn you on. Wasn't written by Robert Palmer at all. Yeah, it's the, like, I mean, I mean, addicted to love slap. It slapped. It went through the moon and back. But yeah, dude was a cover artist. And when I found that out, I was like, oh, okay. I say he was like, um, what's his name? Um, the 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 older white dude that did all of the covers of the early uh black people rock stuff. Michael um, McDonald. Pat Boone. Pat Boone. Oh. He's he's oh. Pat Boone. Oh, I got Michael McDonald on mind after Jay sent us that thing about Anita Baker. And my Michael McDonald sounded just like it's a whole thing. Never mind. Yeah. We're getting off subject. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just real real uh, recap. Uh, if you take Anita Baker and pitch her down, she sounds exactly like Michael McDonald. You all you do is just pitch it down. It's exactly the same. It's crazy. Mobe uh, ends up getting out of the hole, which he thinks somehow will increase his credibility with uh, Pancamo, Adabisi, and Morales. <laughs> nope. But Adabisi isn't convinced, so they say he has the box. Because um, Adebisi thinks he's weak. Also, they're not actually boxing. What they're doing is Chucky is going to use Mobay as a heavy bag. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like we, no, 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 no. He's going to box. You are the heavy bag. <laughs> that nigga came out there looking like Billy Hoyle from White Men Can't Jump when he thought he was shooting from the free throw line. I don't know my brothers. <laughs> I didn't understand this at all. They They're just torturing him. him. They're yeah, just they don't, torturing. They don't want him. Yeah, but how does he not see that? He's supposed to be a big time detective. Because he's so full of his own hubris, the same way the say man was supposed to be a big time detective. Mm-hmm. They always come in there thinking they're smarter than everybody else and get caught up. And this dude gets beat up by Chucky for 15 seconds, and those 15 seconds were brutal. Yeah. Brutal. He couldn't um, work. 
I mean, I just saw a video on YouTube about a, a, a two boxers, two lady boxers, and one comes across the ring to the other one and hits her with a three-piece and a biscuit and ends Yo. the fight in like 12 seconds. Yeah, and that other lady is gone. Like, through the ropes, folded up, and that's how Mobe looked dealing with Chucky. Chucky, I wouldn't want to fight Chucky in the show, in real life. I feel like there's a wrestler, rest in peace, uh, I think. And when I say his name, Brandon, you can confirm it. Big Van Vader. Yeah, he died um, like two years ago. He did not pull his punches at all. So when he was hitting people, he was hitting stiff. Like he was really punching people in the face. And so people didn't want to fight him. I feel like did Chucky he, didn't pull did his punches. Play? Didn't he play in Boy Meets World? He was somebody's father or something? Yes, he was in Boy Meets World. Damn, that was crazy. a famous episode. Yep. Big Van Vader. I can't see him in Boy Meets World, but then again. He was also on Baywatch. How'd that work? <laughs> on an episode with Hogan and Ric Flair. They were oh, all on God. Baywatch. Oh, no. Oh, it's the, the amount of overacting in that one episode has to be astronomical. I think Randy Savage. I think it was. I think it was Randy. I think they had, in the in the show. I think they had a tag team match on the beach, and it was Hogan and Savage versus Flair and Vader. And, and then Pam Hogan, Anderson was there, and all of them, the Baywatch people. And then Hogan stands up and points towards the ocean and says, "He's drowning, brother. What you gonna do?" He no? just goes out there and leg drops a shark. Also, on a random note, I just found out that Bret Hart's wife is black, and that yeah. was interesting. Leg drop shark, do 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 do. Leg drop shark, do 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 do. Leg drop shark. Elbow shark, do 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 do. Elbow shark. I gotta see this now. I can, I. Can. Oh my god, she's not she's not a bad one either. Actually, yeah, Stephanie Washington Brown. Apparently, so I was like. Huh? Not to, I was like, huh? This Cameron photo makes so much more sense now, because I always had this photo of Cam. Brett, first of all, Bret Hart has, is a Ravens fan, which makes me happy. And some reason at a Ravens game, Bret Hart is posing with Cameron. <laughs> I was like, this is the most <laughs> random shit I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> yeah, my wife is a fan. I did this for. But apparently, he might be a fan of Cameron. Who fuck knows? <laughs> Hey, Ma, what's up? Um, so after Chucky gives him them quick 15 seconds of beef, <laughs> 15 seconds of funk, like he, he ends up laid out in his pod and Poet comes in and says, hey, man, here's something to take the pain off. And he gives him another tip. And Mo Bay walks over to the toilet and you think he's about to dump it, but nope. I mean, honestly, after you watch the nigga take three lines, or was it five lines? It was three lines. In like 30 seconds, you know he's hooked. Can you get hooked off of one time? Is that no, possible? No, but you can get hooked so, off three times. I mean, the, the three lines, like... Okay, because I don't know too much about hardcore I mean, drugs, you can, so. yes. This, That's like getting possible. pregnant the first time. Yes, you can. You can get hooked off anything the first time. Because I feel like... <laughs> I don't know why he did that. It didn't make any sense. To I don't me, know why he did either? I would have. Uh, I mean, it's. I mean, it's at this point is the only kind of pain relief he got, and I mean, you know, I mean. Also, oh, I know what I wanted to bring up. How did they have fifty prisoners in the gym with no cops? 
Always. We keep saying this. We talk about this yeah, every week. Usually we, we talk about there's no cops. It's like three or four people there. No. It was 50 of them there. It was everyone that, was in there. Watching him get beat up. There was like 20 of them when um when Beecher shit on uh Schillinger. There was like uh I don't know. There's all there's never any cops in there, except for when something fucks up's going down and cops are involved. But like the only and when the cops were there, like a motherfucker got killed with the cops right there. <laughs> like and you also, know, when they another him, just... when they had him sniffing the three lines, was no cops in there. Yep, he was right in the same gym. But they, they right there to knock on the door when Beecher tries to kiss Keller. <laughs> right, it's like, come on, man! Like y'all, I, this whole thing could like so much could be solved by just putting cameras in that fucking place. And we, I know we've had this conversation mm-hmm. many times. Just I, put some fucking cameras in that place. I mean, but seriously, think about it. They let them niggas murder people. People have been put on crosses in the gym. Uh, cops dude have been betting on fights to, in the gym. And a dude got nailed to the fucking floor. And Keller is having a nightmare, and Beecher consoles him. And they knock on the door in the middle of the night to be like, yo, cut that shit out. Yeah, it was not like they were fucking. It was clear that, that that this dude was hugging him because something was wrong. They're both they're, he was balled up on the fucking floor. Like it's clearly something going on here that's and, not just two people being intimate. It was like if this dude was being supportive. And that CO counted like it was a clinch in fucking boxing. One, two, break it up, break it up, break. <laughs> right. So um, <laughs> and Peter and, and uh, he's Keller saying don't let go, and then then all of a sudden he's like I ain't even do nothing. I ain't do nothing. I'm gonna let go. Peter gets up. I ain't even do nothing. So um, even after he takes the drugs, and we see that he's clearly high because they they do the uh, uh, like effects on the screen and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, they're still not decided on them. So they're like, yo, the way we're going to know if you're really down with us, you got to murder somebody. And this yeah. motherfucker says, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Dude, you better just cash out. Just tell um, your boss. You know what's another option? Just telling your boss you fucked up. You know what? I can't get it. The person, the people who I was actually got in with fucking died. So can I get out now? Yeah. Like, I'll take a demotion. I'll take whatever. But they're trying to make me do drugs, and they want me to murder somebody. Can you just say you're moving me to another prison, and I get out? At what point does, I mean, like, does him and say, man, both, at what point do they be like, yo, shit's shit's crazier than I thought. Let's, 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 Let's rethink this shit. Right. Just tap on your chest, and we'll get you out the game. No, that's that's how that's how uh, Clayton did. We can't do the Clayton in order right, to get out of this right. shit. Speaking of Clayton, fuck that nigga. Um, the Cardinal comes to Oz to do a mass, um, and he specifically asked to meet Sister Pete because Keller sent him a letter on her behalf, which is like you going above and beyond what people need you to do here, dog. Um, did you know that that uh, the the Cardinal dude was the uh, he was the captain of the love boat? Did you know that my first uh, username when I got into a forum was Cardinal Sin? Okay. Why? Why not? That's corny. Was it? Your name's Brandon. <laughs> yeah, I didn't choose that. 
You chose that name. I didn't I, choose this but name. But here's the worst part. Here's the worst part, Brandon. It wasn't just Cardinal Sin. It was Cardinal Sin, and Sin was spelled S-Y-N. It was even it was, more corny. It, was, it wasn't gangster enough. You got to put an extra N on that thing, dog. No, nah, that's too much. But then I wrote a whole thing about how, um, and this, I might actually do a show about this. I wrote a whole thing about how Cardinal Sin was a person who uh, ended up getting a symbiote uh, joined to him. And so, you know what? Actually, that ended up being Sin and Solace. The symbiote would talk to him. And so he was a killer and the symbiote would talk in his ear. And so it all morphed into Sin and Solace. But it was dope. It was a really good story. I wrote it on a forum, and then the forum fucking disappeared, and I was so put out. Message. Um, Go listen to Sin and Silence, motherfuckers. Yeah, because that's the second time I done brought it up. Yep. Um, let's see what else happens. The Cardinal and Pete speak, and he tells her that he struggled with his faith once as well. We don't give a fuck. Um, the inmates, Saeed tells them, uh, y'all actually going to get the settlement of $45 million. But the state's appealing the decision. Right, of course. Like, they, of course they were going to do that. And then Rebido hops up and he's like, as they're leaving out, he's like, can I talk to you real quick? And I was like, oh shit, it's a Rebido Saeed uh, uh, talking. Also, they call him Rebidow. I thought they were calling him Rebido at the beginning of the, the, the show. And now I mean, it's Rebidow. It's one of those things. I got a, I got a co-worker named, named Devin. And the way that they go between Devin and Devon, like it's the same type. No, of it's thing. because he's, is, he, is he black? <laughs> Yes, he's and he's a, he's Jamaican too. Uh, are other people calling him Devin and Devon? No, it just kind of goes back and forth. It doesn't matter who the person is. Sometimes they call him Devin. Sometimes they call him Devon. I think it's the same thing with Reba though. Yeah, I guess. Um, but he walks up to Saeed and he's like, "Hey, man, you ever kill somebody? It is so freeing. It is so freeing. When uh, El Cid tried to kill me and I killed him." He looked like he wasn't mad because he was dying. He looked like he was mad because he wanted revenge. <laughs> he, he did it, and it was so crazy, too. It was just like, you ever see a light go out in a man's ass? <laughs> <laughs> if tomorrow never comes. <laughs> I'll be the police sergeant with his own club. <laughs> and didn't run after he did it. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> so... um. Basically, Rebido says all that to say, I had a premonition. Not God's talk as me, but I had a premonition. Uh, Kramer's going to win. So you might want to recuse, recuse yourself from his case. Dude, Saeed was starting to have second thoughts. Like, no, Saeed didn't have second thoughts. Saeed was like, no, nah, I'm about this life. We're going to do this because I've seen all the evidence. This motherfucker is going, this motherfucker going is to jail. Like he's he's staying, he's staying. There's yeah, but no that way. was before. But no, no, that's what yeah. that's what I'm saying. He was like, nah, I seen all of the evidence. This is what he said to Rebidale. He's like, I seen all of the evidence. This motherfucker is staying in jail. So I don't I don't think I'm gonna back away from this shit. And then the cop shows up and the cop is like, Man, I did some fuck shit and I need to clear my conscience because I got a few months to live. And he was like, Man, shit. <laughs> let me go ahead and recuse myself from this shit. Let me let me recuse myself right now because holy shit, I think he, I think Reba was right. But it's too late. He couldn't get out fast enough for uh the Muslims to not see that he got him off. And so Kramer is free. And the Muslims, especially Arif, got words. Uh Sai was in his cell praying, and Arif's like, Why the fuck you praying? God ain't listening to you. 
God's ignore or Allah's not listening to you. Uh, Allah's mad at you. Give it up. Stop. And so Saeed just prays louder. I don't know why they're still pod mates. Like, I'd be like, yo, I know he's going to try and stab me at some point. Let me out. That's the part that bothers me, too. Like, like you know that your relationship at this point is adversarial. Why are y'all still mates? Mm -hmm. I understand that that Beecham wanted to go back to Keller and all that kind of stuff. So they wanted to put you back with your people. But why are you in the cell with a reef? I don't know. It's just it seems like it seems like just is it it seems too coincidental for just drama. Yeah. Return to Oswald. We'll be back after this brief break. Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasts with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you can get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at p-o-d-o-g-o dot c-o. And be sure to add our podcast in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. And so, um, Saeed says he needs to talk to Glenn and wants to talk with him about who he should hire. Um, and Leo's like, uh, yeah, I already hired Martin Quarns, who is Reggie Cathy, the motherfucking goat, Little black all star. Um, and he's like, yo, I can do this. I just need you to give me a pretty wide berth on what I can and can't do in order to make sure there's no racist issues here at the facility. And, uh, Leo's like, yeah, I'll give you a wide berth until I can't. And then I'm going to fire you. No, he said until you fuck up. Like he said it, he said, I said, it. I'm, I'm, all right, I'm gonna let you be till you fuck this and up. And this nigga jumps to the extreme. He nope. didn't even go to like, you know, I'm okay with some cigarettes. <laughs> he went all the way. Well, before he went all the way, he, he told them I have one simple rule. And if this doesn't become our next catchphrase, I'm very upset with myself. Don't fuck with quirk. That's it. Yeah, I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing Mass Effect. That don't fuck with Arya popped in my head. <laughs> exactly when, when Simone, he said that. It's like they said it exactly the same. I wonder if the person who wrote that got it from here because it's. It, I mean, it, they say it exactly the same. I got one rule: don't fuck with Arya. Don't fuck with Quarns. That's yeah. it. That's all I gotta ask. And then he talks to Adabisi, and he's like, "Yo, I have no problem with doing drugs." Because the inmates who are on drugs are the ones who won't fuck around and get fucked up. They, you can, you can deal drugs. I just don't want violence. I wanted to meet with you first, because, as I understand, you're one of the leaders around here in terms of the drug trade. As a teenager, I worked for Slim Sam Cody. You know him? Slim Sam weighed about 300 pounds, of course. I worked my way up through his organization until Ricky J. Lee blew Slim Sam's head off. I decided the moment had come to retire. <laughs> and the point of all this? To let you know I know every trick you got. To let you know I'm smarter than you. You're smarter than me. Oh, yeah. Because unlike you, I never got caught. How do you keep that thing on your head? 
<laughs> now what are you gonna do? Hit me? Sit down. I want you to listen to me good. Simon at a BC. To my mind, drugged out prisoners make for a quiet cell block. So, you can sell whatever the fuck you want to whoever you want to sell it to. I don't care. I'm gonna be looking the other way. On one condition, man. Jeez, you are smart. One condition. No violence. I mean, none. Zero. Agreed? I think, I think, is that the first time we see somebody really son Adebisi like that? Man, sit he your $5 the, ass down before I make change. He son the fuck out of dude. Hey, how does your hat do that? That's the second person who's asked him that shit. But you know what? Uh, I kind of miss McManus. <laughs> yeah. Like immediately like he made it he, i mean like this is how he starts and like he said it adabisi is the first person he met with he said he was gonna meet with everybody but adabisi was first and this is how he starts his tenure this nigga literally said you can make hamster dam out there that's just fine as long as they don't fight so now you're giving the three drug dealers also the power to be the overlords of uh, are the arbiters of stopping violence in this facility? That's not going to turn out well. Nope. Mm -mm. Not at all. No way, no how. Also, and I don't know why he didn't start with like cigarettes. No, or conjugal visits. Well, he don't have the power for that. That's the governor. Yeah, and but but obviously they they brought the cigarettes back because Keller when he was in his when he was no in he his was state, just smoking because he was having he was a bad smoking. day yeah he was smoking though like yeah, and, and nobody said about the smoke yeah he was he going through some shit yeah he he almost died he gonna smoke a cigarette no he did you die. do ban me no he did die and then he realized <laughs> that he was not going to the good place exactly so uh, the next thing that happens is that McManus is back Brandon and he wants. Emerald City back. And Glenn is like, yeah, too bad because I literally just gave it away yesterday. But you can get Unit B where uh, Schillinger is because McManus, when he finds out he can't have it back, is like, yo, I took the rap for the gun, even though your boy Clayton Hughes had it. Which is like, okay, I didn't know that that, that all happened behind the scene. But he was like, yeah, you can get Unit B. And Schillinger's like, well, look who the fuck joined the party. <laughs> um so now we got all the i'm just saying it just seems this way that all the uh skinheads are in the same place with mcmanus that's not going to turn out well i don't know how but that's going to turn out bad and then uh corns is we already see he's going to turn out bad in emerald city um also the the governor comes to take pictures with uh, Leo, because I guess now it's official that he's a lieutenant governor uh, candidate. Uh, and he tells him that Clayton has been making speeches condemning the governor. And I'm like, where the fuck did this come from? Uh, <laughs> this man went full hotep in two weeks. Exactly. And so now Devlin wants Leo to shut him the fuck up. And Clayton is full on militant. Yes. 
told you where this is going is the is the funniest and just kind of odd fucking thing ever because he went he went from zero he went from he went from scared nigga to motherfucking black fucking, dynamite no he went for he went from scared nigga to Kwame Brown real fucking fast yeah so he's talking like he wants to assassinate the governor um, also, Cyril overheard Ryan and Nikolai talking about the cell phone. So Ryan puts him on a treasure hunt to go find it, and it's a fucking useless n- montage. I need this whole thing to end too. Yep. Um, I'm, do- I'm done with the- I'm done with the shit with the cell phone. And then uh, Doctor Nathan comes in and talks with Leo. Uh, he says that uh, his daughter's getting better and in time. So will Gloria, which. You can't tell if either one of them are getting better. They, they get better on their own time. You could just say step by step. But she says the only thing that's going to make her feel better is confronting Ryan. And when she does, she tells Ryan that she will always hate him. And this was he, such an interesting scene. He yeah. says some truly fuckboy shit that I felt uncomfortable with even hearing, let alone replaying. But, you know, if y'all want me to play it, I no, can. No. Okay, cool. Um, he also confessed to setting up the beating and sexual assault of uh, Gloria, and she attacked him. And at that point, Tom, I was thinking he deserved it. Um, no, he didn't. Co- that the the confession is not what made her go off. No, the, no. the him him saying what he said after the fact is what made her go off. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is some weird. That that is the most fuckboyish shit ever. Like, yes. Like I I don't understand like if 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 what they're saying is true because right after this uh, sister Pete says that she thinks that he was lying and he's and then, like well and, it made her happy right and then it and then um, you know and then he he confesses to lying about it which I'm not sure that I 100% agree that is a lie but I mean the show is telling me that it's a lie so I yeah, the show's telling me that it's a lie. And and I've seen the preview for next week. I don't, I don't remember what happens, but I've seen the preview for next week. And yeah, um, so but I just I just but that's an interesting topic to me because okay. I mean Ryan is horrible. Yeah, but in a way, if he did not do it, right? Let's let's just take it on the face value of the show that he it was a lie. He did not set it up. It just happened for whatever reason. Gloria was never going to not think it was him that set it up. So if he just showed he just showed up in there. And was like, no, it wasn't me. I didn't do it. He's, he's, she would have never believed that right. it wasn't him ever. Right? Yeah. He told her. He told her, and then told Cyril exactly what they needed to hear. Because yeah. after in his mind, he thinks that if he becomes the bad guy, that somehow she can start to move past it. Same As opposed to always thinking that it was him and he denies it. I don't understand that logic completely, but it's not. Oh. I can see why I can see why he I can see how that could happen he's, in that situation. He's in grief and he turned into a grief eater. Huh? Yeah, I can see how that could happen. Yeah. So uh, she's going to press charges against him. So he's going to get another five years. He goes and he talks to Cyril and apologizes for making him kill Preston and Hamid. 
Cyril said to take it to God. So Ryan goes to talk to Father Ray and confess to lying about Gloria's assault because that's what she wanted to hear. So is Ryan turning babyface? That's what's happening now. I have no is idea. He because even if he's, look, even look. Okay, so if my kids tell me that they're hungry, and I burn their food all to shit, <laughs> but I fed them, does that make me a good parent? <laughs> no, I mean he did cause this by telling Sarah to kill her husband, and then he caused more damage by going and telling her parent or telling his parents about the whole affair thing. And then he lied to her and said that he had her set up and sexually assaulted and beaten. And then he said some fuckboy shit that, again, I'm trying to wipe out of my mind completely. I don't think he's turning into a baby face. I think he's turning into more chaos. No, he's not a baby face to me. I'm talking about as a show. No, I think the show show was turning him into an antihero. I think the show show was trying to turn him into Stone Cold. Yeah, it's a fucked up way to go about it. I do under I do understand his logic. Like I've never heard that term before, Scar. Grief eater. I've never heard that term before. That's yeah, it's when you take other people's pain upon yourself so then they can feel better. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've never heard that term before, but that actually I mean, even though he caused the initial pain, that actually makes sense in Ryan's logic. In Ryan's logical in his head, that probably makes sense to him. Yeah. But it's doesn't make him <laughs> it doesn't make him a baby face. No. He's still a horrible human being. Yeah. Most, <laughs> most grief eaters, most grief eaters are are basically like, no, I can handle this. So I'll take this up. I, I'll try my best to take this off of you. Yeah. So I, yeah, most most of them feel like they can I, I can handle this. I can handle I got I got a pretty good handle on my life. So maybe if I if if I do what I can to take this up off of you so that you can survive whatever it is that's happening to you um that's that's what i will do yeah and that's basically what he does that's what he does for cyril because like he you know like technically he doesn't he doesn't have to take the he doesn't have to take the grief of Khan. but yeah i don't think he he had to do that he needs his he needs his brother to be able to sleep at night right i mean i hate that nigga but I mean, that's not a. I mean, he. It does seem like he has some care for Cyril. I can say that I he cares that. more about Cyril than oh, than fucking um, Schillinger care about his fucking kids. I can tell you that much. Schillinger only cares about manipulating his kid at this point. Because I thought that was a cool parallel with this, because the show tried to make you think that Schillinger is this horrible white supremacist human being, which he is, but that he has this soft spot for his kids. And he don't want his kids to go down the route that he went down. And then, and then you watch this season, and it's like, no, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> Schiller is all the way horrible. Yeah, first kid, fuck that nigga. Like for real, <laughs> like you're, you're you're dead to me. Literally, here's a present. Um, and now this one is just like, oh, so this this kid ain't shit either. So let me just go ahead and manipulate him into doing some fuck shit, and then maybe he'll get caught and come to that fucking M City too. I mean, come to Oz, dude. So last week we said that Schillinger, I mean, that Ryan had passed Schillinger and worse him being at Oz. I don't know if Schillinger didn't, I don't know if he didn't make a 3-1 comeback this week. Yeah, he's uh, he is <laughs> definitely, but at the same, I mean. He's making a comeback. Uh, yeah, yeah, but that's because Ryan is dealing with the repercussions of what he did last week. 
he didn't do any new shit this week. <laughs> yeah. Schillinger yeah. did some new shit. Schillinger dropped a new mixtape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Schillinger exactly did, did more evil. Like Ryan just did some fuck shit in the middle of trying to make some things better for the people around him. Ryan Schillinger just, was just like, fuck that. Ryan is out retweeting what his what his fans are saying about him on Twitter. Schillinger dropped back to back. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. We'll get to it. Yeah. Um, Now, the next thing that happened is that uh, really interesting situation. And I talked about it last week, or or, uh, Rebido had uh, alluded to it when Leo asked him, yo, where's the mole? And Rebido was like, I don't know. I'm I'm actually hurt. He didn't ask me to go with him. So this week, uh, Boost Miles is back, you know, because he was dumb enough to do a dance out in front of Miss Sally's house while stalking her. Um, didn't have any coat, didn't have anything. He was just so happy to be out, and he's over there bragging about it and laughing about his time being free while Rebido was sitting right there. And I'm looking at Rebido like he's gonna kill this motherfucker. Between the conversation he had had with Saeed earlier and the way he was looking at Boost Miles, I was like, he's gonna kill him in his sleep. But instead, uh, he doesn't. And they have a talk in bed that night. Bob, please talk to me. The silence is grueling. Why are you mad at me? The fact that you don't know makes the offense worse. You're pissed off that I tried to escape? I'm pissed off that you didn't ask me to go with you. Oh. That you never ever told me you were digging another tunnel. Oh, well, I had my reasons. Which were? Well, what? I thought you'd slow me down. Slow you down. I'm sorry, Bob. I'm as vital as I ever was. I know. I killed a man. I know. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm sorry. They're so inconsequential to any other story that this shit is just funny to me. I killed a man. I know. Fuck you. Your silence is grueling. And the last thing that happens is Shirley gets executed. But before she gets executed, she goes to New York and kicks down the motherfucking buildings. By the way, LaPresti would come into my cell every night and fuck me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then, it, then, it, then the, the, the bomb drop of like, okay, so he's, so he's the father. Nope. Rain, sleet, sl- snow, or hail. And we know exactly who that is. Yep. Schillinger has lost yet another child. Yep. Damn. I hope they don't tell him. I mean, it could have. The funny part of that was, hey, out of BC, didn't you have? You used to have a crush on her? Nah, she liked me. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. That wasn't me. No, nah, B. No. He definitely strolls black ass down there to get called a nigger. Oh man. But- with all seriousness. Yeah. In the face, like. <laughs> in the face. At least she was nice about it. You're a nigger. <laughs> so nice. Look at that. Just pleasant. All the way to the to the ropes. When she realized she ain't going to be swinging on it, she's going to be swinging from it. And then she was like, I recant. She just said, as a matter of fact, like, you're a redhead. I don't, I don't date redheads. 
Hey, they were, all, they were all like, I was walking through my mom's business. She just showed me her whole pussy like this. Ah! And I was like, hey, hey, hey. thanks, Timmy. Thank you for that insight. She's an interesting character, too. Yeah. And it was interesting once she realized that death was really confronting her. She was like, I apologize. Now can you get this? You did it before. Can you get my sentence lifted again? I'm sorry. I don't want to die yet. Not like this. But Mm -mm. they hunger. I don't know. I I kind of felt bad for her in that moment. I don't know why. Just like her, when her, like leading up to that, she was just like, I'm okay with this. Because it was shot in a way for you to feel bad because she was a woman. You know what? It it reminded me. You know what? You know what it did? It reminded me of Saddam. That video of Saddam. What video Saddam? Let's keep going. That that that's when they when when those when those people over there caught Saddam and they executed him and they hung him. They hung. I ain't watched that shit. I I mean, I watched it at the time. I was like, (laughs) yo, this is this shit real. I mean, it looked like it was real, but like, it's like, is this shit real? It kind of reminded me of that. You know, back in the day, I used to watch these. Uh, I don't even know if they're really snuff films. Um, Faces of Death. Faces of Death. And I don't know why I used to watch those, but I'm still upset that you watched Saddam being hung. I don't know why I feel more upset about you doing that than me watching Faces of Death part one through like five. I think I only watched the first one. I was just like, okay, yeah, I'm good. I'm glad like, I don't know what the hell y'all talking the about. First, the first Faces of Death, you know what got me? It wasn't all of the like fuck shit. You know what it was? The monkey. The yes. monkey. The monkey is what got me and said, I'll never watch any of this shit ever again. It was the fucking monkey. Yep. Brandon, I'm going to send it to you. I'm not going <laughs> to watch it. <laughs> it's a horrible, horrible, horrible movie. Yes. Horrible series. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Shirley's dead. La la la. That's a whole another storyline that I really didn't give a fuck about. And that also I takes out Lepresti. I didn't give a fuck until the end. Like I really felt bad. Like her her acting doing that part where she's just like, oh shit, I'm really gonna die. And I'm really gonna die like this. Oh shit, like that, that like she conveyed that through her acting like extremely well. And I felt that shit. You know, I realized something. I didn't give a fuck. Because I'm a nigger. I I am. But, like, you know what? She tried, she tried to make up for that when she started having... Um, when she, <laughs> she realized she was going to die. When she started having an orgasm, she became nicer. No, when she when 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 she when they brought her ass back and she and she started trying to, you know, be friendly with surprise motherfucker. Like she, when she started being friendly with him, it, it was like, you know, he was like, I thought you went down with the squirrels. He was like, shit, I'm going to die. Like, there's no point in me worrying about this shit now. Also, something that um came to my mind and I wanted to ask y'all. Is she telling the truth about Schillinger or is she doing that to get revenge for Richie? Um, it may be a little bit of both because, because I mean, they did have that one weird scene at the begin towards the beginning of the episode where he talked about never being able to see her again and they stopped the mail from coming through there. And then that other scene earlier in the season where he goes to deliver the mail and they seem pretty close until the Presti made him like, all right, dog, come on. Like, you know what I mean? 
Mm-hmm. Like it's it seems it, it seems like they were hinting in that direction. And even before she said that, you know, the 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 dude, I can't think of his name, the dude came to see him and he was just like, Man, I, I just wanted to see her one more time. Like he, it was like he felt really bad that he wasn't able to see her before she was gone. So I mean, they dropped it in there. I don't know how true it is, but they made sure that they put that shit in there. Yeah, true. <sighs> Who was your MVP for this uh, episode, Scar? Surely. That shit made. I felt something. I don't know what it. I I don't know what to tell you. Like I felt that shit. Hold on. Didn't we skip over a huge part of this episode? No. What part? What, did we talk about Sillinger uh, fucking uh, adopt? I mean, his kids? Yeah, and, and I don't think it was anything more than he told him, like, hey. I'll uh, double your fee to sit. Yeah, yeah we talked about it at the beginning. Yeah, first thing that happens. Yeah, that's and literally the, the, the first thing. The, oh, yeah, yeah, we, we talked talk about that. that. Yeah. And how he was big guttural crying, um, in the and everybody heard it, including Morales, who just looked heartbroken for him. Like everybody felt bad for uh, Beecher in that moment. That was a how great does scene. news just get around in eyes so quickly, dude? You hear him crying, and no, like, everybody knows. About? Everybody knows everything immediately because how everyone, did the entire every- eyes know that his kids was abducted? Um, everybody who was in that, everybody who was in that mail room knows something. Oh yeah, that's true. So that's I mean that could be the source right there. Like everybody who in that mail who was in that mail room knows that there was a there was a child's hand sent to him in the mail. Mm-hmm. That could only mean one thing. Mm-hmm. And I mean they have to like they they asked Schillinger and Schillinger was like, I'm a father too. Oh, well, he said he's a father, too. I mean, that's that pretty much sums it up. Don't y'all think? That's okay. Yeah, I wonder if the investigator dude was on their side, is is on the side of, of Schillinger, like, if he has something to do with that. Because it's like, um, you know, like, he just let him off, like, so easy. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're a father? And, and, and they tried to put it on Keller so easy. I wonder if there was a piece of that conversation, because we only seen that one part. Did he actually point them in Keller's direction? Well, I thought that's what he meant by send the package. I thought it was going to be something to incriminate somebody else in Oz, but apparently it wasn't. Right. And I don't know how they came to Keller. Why? Because he, like the crimes that they said, I was like, that could just be anybody in Oz. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) That could have just been anyone there. The fact that he's a horrible human being doesn't mean that he's capable of this. Yes, it it, it 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 does. Because like what what part what part of this what part of what he's done and like and knowing what we know about him him and Beecher, like what part of this does did the investigator not understand the whole thing that they were lovers now? Uh and like what what reason does he have to go after this man's kids? You know who would have solved this all already? Alva Case. Alva motherfucking Case. We saw we saw his picture again. <laughs> he he could be in no episodes. We saw another picture. 
he going hard. He going hard to take out uh to take out the governor, but he would have solved this case in like three days. Why are they not? Why do they still not have an idea of where the fuck Alvarez is? How the fuck is Alvarez able to hide so 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 easily? Oh no. Also, why is it Rock's ringtone? Whoa, 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 whoa. It probably is in real life. Like, I would make that my ringtone. Yeah. At least my if if, <laughs> if his ringtone isn't plus a child that has. <laughs> <laughs> if it ain't fucking take sense, I don't want it. Right. Uh Brandon, who's MVP? Schillinger. I mean, you know, he's winning. He's winning everything. He's winning the horrible person of the year award. He's winning in this fight against uh, Tobias Beecher. He's got the most cushy job in Oz. He's winning. Okay. I got Morales. He still ain't had to do nothing to get jumped into this gang, but he watching a nigga who came in right behind and get punked the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, he did. He had he had to get a motherfucking killed, but like he he worked that out on his own. He worked that out, and ain't nobody suspecting shit. And he watching Mo Bay get fucked. The f- oh, he's gonna be a punching bag. Okay. No, I ain't gonna say shit. I support this move. Oh, he gotta he gotta he gotta do he gotta do what? He gotta snort three lines off the gym floor where people at athletes be walk through. <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh, he got to stand up against Chucky. We watched this, Chucky like this, beat this somebody. Chucky. This Chucky right here? You mean this Chucky? The, the one over there. That, that Ooh, one. That could have been me. The one with the muscles on muscles. You know what this reminds me of? <laughs> it reminds me of when two kids, when you were a kid and you go outside at uh, recess and they be playing a game of tag. And you'd show up and you'd be like, all right, I want to play. And they'd be like, all right, newcomer's it. And then your best friend would show up right behind you. (laughs) Newcomer's it. (laughs) And your best friend is slow and can't catch anybody. Right. (laughs) And you're like, that could have been me. Oh, man. Not today. That nigga has so many scars and bruises. That poet walked into his cell and said, ooh. Them bruises like they all hurt. <laughs> Morales dodged like, all the bullets. It's like, man, I'll spot you, dog. Like, you look like you need this shit. Oh, you can have this tit for free. This hits on me. So, yeah, I got Morales. If you could dodge Chucky's punches, becoming a junkie. <laughs> And and in the process, in the process of all of this, watch them. I mean, they don't know this, but watch them turn out a cop. Right. They are Ooh. turning out a cop, bro. Boy, I ain't seen Morales take one hit of nothing yet. And like, <laughs> did, and like, same man was doing drugs with the rest of them. So like, so so they so he wasn't able to escape none of this shit either. Hmm. Also, poet said if he had to die, he wanted to die taking a ton, a pound of heroin in the nose. You know what? He's not wrong, though. He's not wrong. If I get to choose how I want to die, I want to die fucking. You gave me a choice. The fuck is not going to kill you. 
Hey, I yep. want to have a heart attack while I'm fucking. Here's what I want to do. Here's how I want to do this. Can you set this up for me, Ward? And I, so cool. Me and my wife, I'm smashed from behind. When I'm smashing, right when I nut, you just jam the fucking plunger into my ass and I have a heart attack. Boom, I'm dead. That's no but guarantee that fucking. gives you a heart attack. If they, if they put drugs into the syringe and jam it in my ass and I have a heart attack and I he die. Meant the he, meant the plunger. he meant the plunger from the needle. Yeah, because oh. yeah, he just a said a plunger. I was just sorry, going. sorry. I don't want to go out like 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 <laughs> too, like God did and fucking uh, in too deep. I don't want to go out like that. I I want you to jam the needle into my ass and then hit the plunger right when I nut and then I die from a heart attack. Like, ugh. I mean, if you get to choose. Also, I like to I like to die from overeating. Not nah, just like. Molly me the fuck up and leave me alone with my loved one. Right? Put me in a bathtub with like 50 pounds of jello and make me eat my way out. Okay. That but that you might survive it. I might. But if I do, then just put the needle in my butt and just jam the plunger. <laughs> it's like it's like that kid from Matilda who had to eat the cake. You didn't know he was gonna eat the cake. But once yeah. he did, just jam the needle into his butt and hit the plunger. Yeah, just give me that stuff that they gave doing and crank. Right? <laughs> right? Now I got to keep my drilling up for like five hours or else I'm going to die. Make it into a reality show. Put me on Gamer. Link me up with somebody on the outside who's fucking controlling me. And <laughs> then when I die, you know, it's good. No, I, but look, I would, it, I would literally request to die from smoking crack. I, I'd have an OD, and nah. and especially for for poet, he's a fucking junkie. Nah, you know what I want to do? If I'm ever in this situation, they ask me how I want to die. I'm like, yo, create the running man. Mm. Let's let's go. If we gonna do this, let's do it all. Like let's go through it. Like let's let's party. I need to. I need. I need some like weird American gladiator motherfuckers in an in an arena setting where I gotta run for my life. And I'm and I'm probably not gonna make it because I'm fat and I'm overweight and you know diabetes and all that kind of shit. But like I want I want this to, shit to be a spectacle. When I die, I want this shit to be a spectacle. Y'all mm -hmm. niggas gonna remember me. Mm -hmm. Y'all remember me as the first motherfucker that went through the running man. And I ain't make it, but I'm the first one that went through the running man. And now you have the running man in place for the next motherfucker that want to do the running man. Yeah. I mean, I gladly did a running man. Then I did a cabbage patch and then I did a Roger Rabbit and then you could just jam the needle in my ass because I clearly <laughs> didn't get what you were requesting and I just died of a heart attack. You never seen the movie. I understand movie? what you're saying. You're fucking up the joke. Okay, so y'all can um, email us at return to Oswald at gmail.com. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter. Uh, the show's Twitter is return to Oswald. Brendan is on Twitter at that cool blick nerd. That's B O K. Scar is on Twitter at Scarfinger. I'm on Twitter at Rashani. Um, you can leave a review for the show at Apple Podcasts, you can leave a review for the show on Stitcher, you can leave a review for the show on Podcast Attic, or you could just leave a review for this episode on Podchaser. Um, you could also leave a review for the show, either way it goes. Um, and you, yeah, thank you so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. We'll holler at y'all next week. Y'all be good. Peace. Peace out. Peace.
this single simulcast. Don't fuck with Quirk.